Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jerry Evanoff. This is episode number 59. Today's January 5th, 2020 which I kind of like. Somebody told me yesterday, do you know anything about this? Somebody told me yesterday that you can't write like 1520 on your check. You actually have to write 2020. Yeah, I, I heard that. I don't know if, if you have to, but if you just put 20, then somebody could add whatever numbers at the end they want to make it, you know, 2005 or 2015 or whatever. Why is that a bad thing? I don't know. Because if I give you a check... I don't really care what the date is on it. You can just go ahead and – unless I tell you to wait until 2024 to cash it and <laughs> 2020 on it. I really don't uh, know. I, I could ask Jeremy. He's um, he's into all of that stuff. Really? Well, he is? kind of his job. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. All right. So now let me introduce my co-host because you've heard her voice. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I had an interesting little week last week. Let's start with my stats first. Book two is up 1,586 words, uh, up to 42,507. That's two straight weeks of being up 1,500 words. I think it was like 1,560 something last week, and this week it's 1,586. I think I can do more words than that in a week. Uh, I feel like I need to work a little bit harder at it. Uh, Like, for example, yesterday I didn't do anything, which is weird for me on a Saturday. Um, I, I... have been working on it this week and over the last couple weeks, I'm sorry, over the last couple of days of working on it, I'm kind of worried about my story structure a little bit. Um, I, I'll just throw any, before we get to your stats, let me just throw an example out there. Um, I'm a fan of a TV show called Mystery Science Theater 3000. I think you've probably heard me talk about it once think, or twice. I think I bought you sweatshirts for that, hoodies. Probably. Yeah, so it's one of the few TV shows I still watch to this day, even the old ones. So after the show ended, um, the three guys who ended the show went on to form their own company called Rift Tracks. Mm-hmm. And they do the same thing that they did at MSC3K. They just make fun of bad movies. Um, but the way they set it up, they can make fun of movies in the theaters also because they send out just MP3s and then you sync them up. The whole thing is really fun. But anyway, two of the, one of the guys from the, the show and one of the writers from the show created this podcast called 372 Pages I'll Never Get Back, which I really like, um, where they make fun of bad books. Like this is what they do for a living. They watch bad movies, bad TV shows, and bad book and read bad books. And in the third or fourth book that they made fun of was something called Tech War by William Shatner and some other guy. And all they did was complain about – I really went a long way, by the way, in, in, to give you a backstory yeah, that, and to tell was, you, you – You took the long road, definitely. Up hills and mountains and around the valleys and yeah. Yeah, it was really the long way. Um, so in this in this book, all they do is make fun of how nothing ever happens. It's like all he does – all the, the good guy does throughout this book is just go have meetings where they constantly talk about the bad guys, but you never actually meet the bad guys until the very end of the book. Oh. And one of the guys, Sonny Hikori, which is a great name, he gets inter- they talk about him the entire book, but they don't actually meet him until the final chapter. And he's alive you know, for the first third of the final chapter, then he's dead. So like oh. he's, you, you never hear him. Yeah. So I started to worry and I'm not sure if I'm worrying because I listen to that podcast all the time, but I started to worry about how in the book that I'm writing right now, you know, she had her issues the first eight or nine chapters. And now for the next five or six chapters, and I even looked ahead a little bit, it's, it goes even farther than that. 
All she does is follow people around. She doesn't actually do anything. Uh-oh. I think that's probably bad. So I'm going to continue with it. I'm going to finish it, this draft that I'm working on, which is the big draft. You know, it's the one that took me a year and a half while I learned to write on the first book. Um, it's not going to take me that long, but it's going to take me some time. And then once I'm done with it, I'm going to go through and story structure it and hero's journey it and all the stuff that I story grid, all the stuff that I like to do and try to make sure that there's, you know, not really any lulls. Cause right now I'm not bored with it. I like it cause I like the story, but I feel like the reader could be bored with it cause she's just, well, I guess in the hero's journey, the first half of the book is always the, the characters reacting. So she's kind of doing that now, but there are cases where she's not even reacting. She's just kind of watching. She's oh. watching things happen. That's not good. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, how about you? How's uh, how's your book coming along? <laughs> My stats have not changed. <laughs> Kian has been off school for winter break, of course, just like everybody else in the in the United States. Um, he doesn't go back until Tuesday. They have a long break. It's like two and a half weeks, really. Um, so writing is a lot harder. He does spend some time out playing with his friends, which is great. Um, but I tend to have worked on like marketing stuff and like behind the scenes stuff, not on the actual book. Um, so my stats haven't changed at all. So I'm curious, I'll get into these laws, especially with my first book where I found myself working on other things. And sometimes yeah. I think to myself, it's, is it because, and I do this as a web programmer for a living where I'll find myself doing other things and I'm wondering if it's because wherever I am in the thing that I'm working on, I don't know what to do. Well, yeah, I do feel that way. And I've talked about this the last couple of weeks, you know, since mom hasn't been doing the edits, um, you know, because of the holidays and all of that. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of stuck in my ability. So like what I know now is the only thing that I know. I haven't learned anything new. And so if I go back and revise, say, you know, continue revising chapter 16, which is where I am, I'm just going to be doing the same thing over and over and it's not going to be good enough. Mom still has, I think she's like a chapter seven or something. And so if I keep sending her chapters doing the same thing over and over, she's going to be making the same corrections over and over, which isn't really going to move us forward that quickly. So I, I do kind of feel stuck or I, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing or, or I only know as much as I know and I don't want to continue just doing that much. So I think that when mom starts back up on the edits, um, which should be this week, um, I'll learn a little bit more and I'll have some more knowledge so that when I do move forward, I won't feel like I'm just sending her the same thing over and over or the same, not the same thing, but the same skill level over and over. So I do feel a little stuck, but you know, there's a lot of other things to do um, when writing a book. So I've been keeping myself busy with that. Also, I have four active subscribers and eight unconfirmed. So that's 18 new active subscribers since last week. Um, you said four. You mean 74. Yeah, 74. Didn't I? I think you said I think you said 4. Oh, I don't know. I think maybe you tuned me out. Oh, it's possible. <laughs> um of the 8 unconfirmed, I know 5 of them, but I haven't reached out to them to say, "Hey, confirm," because that doesn't seem to work. They just seem to ignore me, which is fine if they don't want to confirm. I mean, I've put it out there on Facebook to confirm. I've said it multiple times. So, um I'm just going to let it be for now and, and see how it goes. But those are my stats. Um, last week, last week was 
a kind of a fog. Um, Monday, I taught from four to seven, Tuesday, 6.30 to seven, and then it was New Year's Eve. Um, so I went to the neighbors for dinner and, um, I stayed until the ball dropped and we went outside after dark and let off some fireworks in the driveway. That was fun. Wednesday was new year's day. Thursday, I taught four thirty to seven Friday. I taught three to seven. I had a 10 o'clock doctor's appointment. And you know, what's funny about this doctor's appointment, the doctor that I saw, he's retiring from the military in six months. And it came up in conversation that he's writing a sci-fi novel. So, okay. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I was wearing my new author podcast hoodie. And so I was telling him about the podcast and he got his phone out and he was making notes. I told him that your novella is free on prolific works. And so he was looking that up. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Um, he was, he was telling me that his wife had asked him if she could be one of his beta readers. And he said that, uh, when she when she read the first couple of chapters, she thought it was dumb. She thought it was really stupid. Oh, and so he was like, you don't support me in my writing career. So no, you can't be a beta reader. And I just thought it was funny because Jeremy would never ask me if he could be a beta reader. I wasn't even actually sure if he would read the book because contemporary romance is not his genre at all. He's more like military history and political science and things like that, or Star Wars. Um and and his response was, well, of course, I'm going to read the book. Well, he never said he would like it or not, but he said he would read it. So I'm just going to go with that. But it was just funny that my doctor said that his wife asked if she could be a beta reader of all things. Um, yeah, after, the, after we're done, you'll have to give me his name so I can see if he's on my list of people that signed up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so I was, you know, we've lived at a lot of military bases over the last 20 years. Um, I've lived in like seven different states or something like that. Um, I have to say this Air Force Base pharmacy is the worst pharmacy I have ever been to in my life. Now, military medicine doesn't always have the best reputation and it's basically socialized medicine, um, which, you know, on one hand is great. On the other hand, really sucks a lot. Um, but when we lived at Fort Bragg, we would get in, we would take a number, we would go get our medicine. We would be out in 20 minutes or less. This pharmacy, I sat there for an hour just waiting for my name to be called or my number to be called. I went up to the desk and the guy said, so are you going to wait here for your meds? And I said, well, I just waited an hour. And he goes, oh, it'll be at least two more hours before they're filled. Why? I have no idea. I don't know what their process is. The only good thing that came out of that was for that hour that I waited, there's a board, like a, an electronic board that was right in front of me and it had a first initial and a last name. So I guess once your prescription is ready, your name comes up on the board and then you wait for your number to be called again. I don't really know. And you go up and you get your medicine. Well, I made on my phone, on, on my notes, my little notes app. Um, I have a list of like 30 names that would be great for last names. They're like <laughs> different or interesting or cultural or whatever I need. So I just sat there and I collected names for my future books. Nice. Um, I told the guy, no, I don't want to wait two hours. Um, I called a pharmacy that we use often. It's right by our house. It's five minutes from my house, actually. And I said, hey, can you call the pharmacy on base and have this prescription um, switched over to you? They called me two hours later and said, hey, it's ready. And instead of driving all the way back to base, I just drove over to the pharmacy. But anyway, 
so it was an interesting trip to the to the doctor with the whole novel writing and, and last names bit. Um, yesterday I slept in a little bit. Uh, Kean had a basketball game and then he had a haircut. Um, today is laundry. Um, mom and dad are going to be here later this afternoon. Um, I don't really remember what I did each day during the week because I didn't write it down. During some hours on some days, I researched Skillshare. Um, and then I decided on three classes. Are they called classes? I don't even know. I have no idea. Three. I'm going to call them classes that I want to take. Um, one of them is six ways to market your book online. And that's by Devora Lansky. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, I also want to do a digital marketing for writers, grow your audience and author platform, of course, by Jenna Moresi. Sure. Your best friend. And yeah. And um, write believable character relationships by Barbara Vance. I thought that was a good one, um, especially for my genre, because it's all about relationships. Um, so I'm definitely going to take those three. I didn't sign up for Skillshare. Like I didn't pay the money, but they have... I don't know if the if the classes are free or I'm guessing they're not, but I was able to search a whole bunch of classes without paying. Um, so when I get time, I will definitely take those classes. I know that like I signed up for Udemy classes over the past couple of years and you can always get the, the first couple minutes or first couple of videos for free. Yeah. And eventually they'll say, okay, now you have to pay. So maybe that's what you were looking at. I'm not sure. Well, when I first went to Skillshare, it said, um, try Skillshare two months free, but I didn't want to sign up because mom and dad are going to be here this week. And so I didn't want to, of the, if I get two months free, I didn't want to kind of have a week where I know I'm not going to be on it, you know? Um, so I'll wait on that. But, um, and then you should check, um, you should check on YouTube on your best friend, Jenna's videos, because she'll probably have affiliate links where, you know, she gets paid if you click on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. But yeah. So mom and dad are going to be here later this afternoon. They're right now on I-75 in Richmond, Kentucky, um, which is about 350 miles from me. So we still have some hours before they get here, but I still have some chores that I need to get done. So anyway, that was, that was my work, my week. This whole thing freaks me out that you guys have this on your phones where you, them and your daughter, anybody else in your little group that does this just is you four. Well, no, I have uh, Jeremy, which is funny because his location is not in English, <laughs> right. but I don't know what it says. Well, you guys um, can, just, have, you can track each other whenever you want to. Yeah. So I have Paris. I have um, your stalker, Anna. I have her, uh, my friend, Katie, who used to live here, um, but she's moved to Alabama. I have mom and dad. I have my friend Megan who lives in uh, Slidell, Louisiana. I have my friend Adrian who lives a few blocks from you. And I have my friend Dana who is also military and just uh, recently, well, I guess not too recently, last year sometime, moved to um, uh, uh, Kansas. But she's getting ready to move again. So, yeah. And at any point, you can just open up your phone and see where any of those people are. Yeah. That creeps me out. I do not why want that. I went over to their house. I just don't want people to know where I'm at. I, I, I just, I, I don't know why. It just doesn't seem like I want people to be like, hey, Jerry's there at this time. It's like, no, just text me and I'll tell you where I'm at. But I don't need you just. Well, a lot of times, because, you know, mom is like really anti-texting and driving, which is great. I am too. I don't text and drive. You know, that's wonderful. So a lot of times before she texts me, she'll check the find friends to see if I'm driving I don't know if she thinks that I'm going to text her back if I'm driving. And if I do, it's when I'm at a red light. 
Um, but I think she does that sometimes or like, uh, I don't know why I have all of these other, well, Anna, I know because Anna and I spend a lot of time together and sometimes I just want to know where she is. Cause like, if she's at Walmart, I'm going to say, Hey, you're at Walmart, pick me up this, you know? Yeah. That's um, too much. It's just fun. And I like to know I, I where my kid is too. So I went, well, that's fair. But I went over to their house this morning to let the dogs out because, you know, I'm taking care of the dogs while they're yeah. at your place. And I realized that they have, I, I, I was in their house and I realized they have censored cameras now on their garage. Uh, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Motion detected cameras. So now they're going to know like every time I go over there, they'll get an alert on their phone and they can rewind and watch the video. And I'm like, what if I'm picking my nose for crying out loud? I don't well, don't pick this. your nose when you're in no, front of the camera. Did I, she, I, did I, mom ever tell you about the uh, spider? There was a spider. Yes. And I then saw the she video. saw a fox too. I saw the video. Yeah, I saw those videos. Yeah. yeah, I showed that to Kian and he started singing that awful song. What does the fox say? Oh gosh, it's so terrible. He loves that song <laughs> really too. Good. He plays it uh, on our Alexa all the time. I unhooked my... Okay, see, I'm, maybe I'm just getting paranoid in my old age because I also unhooked my Alexa two weeks ago because I know it's listening to me and I don't need it... Li- I talk to myself all the time and I don't need it listening to me. Does it listen to you though? I was told by a friend of mine a couple weeks ago that she was involved. Um, she's a legal aid and she was involved in a court case where they subpoenaed Amazon or somebody to get the records of things that were being said, not at when they said Alexa do this, but like just at general times during the day. And I, I'm like, that's not true. And then like three days later, as if Alexa was listening to me, I saw a Yahoo news story about the same thing. <laughs> And I'm like, Alexa, if you're just telling me that you're listening to me, then I'm not, I'm not dealing with you anymore. You so. know, if Alexa is listening to me, she, Alexa's, here's the thing about my house. When Kian's in school, I don't even have the TV on. So Alexa is going to listen to a lot of silence. And we, when Kian's home, she's just going to listen to me yelling at Kian. Yeah. I mean, I talk to myself a lot, so. But do you say anything incriminating? It doesn't matter though. That's the point. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's incriminating. It's just that why I don't want her listening to me. And I'm sure my phone's listening to me right now. Probably. And the microphone, the microphone that I have plugged in 24 seven so that I can just pull it over here to do this podcast and and not have to hook it up every time probably listens to me too. Yeah. My AirPods are probably like sucking in every word that I'm saying. And they're on the edge of their seat waiting for me to say something interesting, kind of like our listeners, because we've totally veered off of the whole writing Sure. I'm getting, I haven't even talked about my week yet. That's what I'm going to do next. And my week is the same as yours where I don't really remember the first few days of the week. I, I, I know Monday I went to Chick-fil-A in the morning because they were they always remark when it's not Saturday when I walk in there. They always remark how it's not Saturday, but I'm there. I remember cleaning my entire upstairs and creating a plan for the bathroom. So upstairs I had like a, a, a big landing area that had a tiny bathroom. I tore the walls down years ago, took everything out of it with the idea of creating a new bathroom bigger, but never did anything with it. So somebody came in and fixed my roof a few years ago, my ceiling a few years ago, and he actually built me a um, two by four, um, what do you call it? Just without frame. Yeah. Frame without, yeah, no drywall, just the frame of a bigger bathroom. But then I never did anything with it after this was like three years ago. And I just started stacking stuff in the empty room. And I'm like, well, I shouldn't do that anymore. I should probably want to, build something here so i cleaned the whole thing up monday took a bunch of stuff out there's there's there are not many better feelings than carrying tons of bags out to the garbage man of yeah. stuff throwing away that was cluttering your house i did that again this week it's so so wonderful it makes me so happy when that yeah. happens 
oh, it's, it's like I walk up there now and it's just a big empty area that I'm like, okay, I can start building in here and it makes me happy. New Year's Eve, I know I went to Hothead Burrito in the afternoon and did some writing. And then I started using my pre- treadmill because I'm starting the weight loss plan and I'll talk about that in a little while. Um, but I started binging some audiobooks. Turns out writing audiobooks are really short. The Tanner the Breck one is like two and a half hours. No, four hours. I think hers is four hours. But then I, da- I, I downloaded, um, um, and I'm not even an Audible subscriber, but the writing, the, the writing audiobooks, the, the nonfiction writing ones are also cheap. I, I bought two Chris Fox books. Speaking of foxes, um, <laughs> one, they were both $7.95. One of them was um, Six Figure Author, I think it's called. And the other one is uh, 5,000 words an hour. And I listened to a couple of those while I was on the treadmill Tuesday and Wednesday. I didn't write on Wednesday, New Year's Day, um, but I did something I didn't expect to do, which was set up the entire email campaign that that went out this morning. I expected to do it yesterday, um, but instead I did it Wednesday. And I'll talk about that in a little while too, because that's kind of something new. That's exciting. I'm kind of excited about this. So yeah, uh, you texted me about that, um, but I need to get more details on that. Yeah, the, you can do split testing, and I thought that was something you had to pay for, like you had to be in their pay tier, because I'm still yeah. free. I have less than a thousand people, but it's actually not. Um, it's it's part of the regular free tiers. That you don't start paying until you have more than a thousand people. So yeah. excited about that um, Thursday, I went back to work. It was a normal Thursday. I went back to work. I did yoga at lunch. I didn't do any writing at all. I had plans Thursday night, so I didn't even get to do anything Thursday night. Um, Friday, uh, I did some writing at lunch. And that's when I really started to worry about my story and whether or not it was boring or not. So, and this is, sucks because it's my favorite character. It's my favorite story, but I have to tell it right. Otherwise, it's just dumb. So, uh, and then yesterday, I ended up with plans in the morning. So I didn't do, I got home at like 1230 and just didn't write, which is annoying. I told, I told people I'm going to write in the afternoon because I didn't write in the morning. And then I didn't. Um, what did you do? Did, what's that? What did you do? I mean, I really did a lot of sitting around. Oh, okay. On my couch. Just. Yeah. Watching football, which is weird because I don't even watch football that much this year. But then I watched both playoff games that were on last night and yesterday afternoon. I watched it's it's I watched a college game that was on. It's weird. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, <laughs> in the evening, I did create a, an Excel cheat sheet where I I want to chart my ads, and I'll get into this in the news section here in a few minutes too. Um, and I spent about an hour look, learning how to do V lookups and and pasting data in and having data update. And then I woke up this morning and I opened up the Excel and everything I did was gone. And I have no idea where it went. Yeah, no oh idea. Yeah, no clue. Um, and I'll probably redo it today. Now that I understand what a VLOOKUP is and how to use it, it won't take me near as long to do it. It's just weird. Like the formatting of every column, it's just it's a tedious process of going. Okay, I want this one to be three decimal places, and this one to be two, and a bunch of if statements. If this is blank, then put a zero. Otherwise, don't put. It, you know, do the formula. Yeah. It's, it's a pain because you can't divide by zero. It's a pain. You should be able to divide by zero in math. Can we fix that somehow? Uh, no, that is an age-old rule from right. the beginning of time. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that have changed since then, but okay, I guess you're right. Um, not not in math and dividing by zero. It'll never happen. Let it well, go. Next week, we'll talk about whether we can change gravity. Um, <laughs> okay, so in the news, so let's talk about a few different things. So so the Chris Fox thing, um, you know, I had mentioned a few – I think last week I mentioned that in listening to Tammy LeBrecht's newsletter ninja, one of the things she mentioned was – you should not sell your reader magnet. It's your reader magnet. If you're going to use it for newsletter giveaways, you should not put it up for sale. Well, the weird thing that was uh, the weird thing about that was the the day before I listened to Tammy LeBrock say that, I put my reader magnet up for sale on Amazon for 99 cents. And it was just a weird coincidence that the next day I listened to her say that. Well, then Chris Fox last week in in his I think it was his six figure author podcast, he said exactly the same thing. 
And I was on the treadmill when I heard him say that. And I immediately, while I'm walking on the treadmill, unpublished the book that was up there for like two weeks. I'm like, you know what? People are saying this. People who are successful are saying this. I'm going to get, I'm going to take it off Amazon. I'm not going to deal with it. So I pulled it off of Amazon. So now I just have one book up there, which is my original novel that I published in July. I took my, and the reason I did that is because on, um, Sunday, wait, what day would have been on Wednesday, January 1st. So I heard him say that on Tuesday, which was New Year's Eve, and I had a Prolific Works promo starting January 1st that was going to be up there for three months, and I thought, well, I'm taking it down then. If if everybody says, well, everybody, but if a couple of these successful people are saying you shouldn't do it, then I'm not going to do it. So the Prolific Works campaign started on January 1st. That was Wednesday. It goes for three months. It's the first quarter. The final count of number of books is 136. There's 136 free books up there, including mine, that are are now available. And that means there's, you know, some number of authors between, I don't know, 100 and 136, because some people have two books up there. I think you could have a maximum of two um, that are sending this out to their newsletter. And that means there's, you know, there are some of these people that have a lot of books available on Amazon. So my guess is they have a pretty good newsletter. You know, I sent mine out to 275 people, but there are probably some that have thousands of people on their newsletter. So I'm really excited to see how this goes. Um, it started on that Wednesday and I've gotten, I think 10 or 12 new newsletter subscribers, but I haven't actually sent it out to my list yet. I did that today. So we'll see how that goes. I'm getting newsletters. Okay. So the way that prolific, okay. So book funnel automatically integrated into MailerLite. So, so with BookFunnel, when people would sign up on BookFunnel to get my, my novella, or if anybody signed up to get my novella, they would go right into MailerLite. I wouldn't have to deal with it. Story Origin did not. And I didn't realize this until after the promo was over, where Story Origin, you would actually have to download the CSV file and then upload it into MailerLite, which is easy. It's no problem. But, you know, you... you you either do what I did, which was do it every day, or you just wait till the end and you just do it once. Either way, you get all the subscribers, which is fine. So my question was, what was Prolific Works going to do? So it turns out they do go right into MailerLite, but it's weird because there was like a delay. So I remember on January 1st, I would go to MailerLite and I would look, I would go to Prolific Works and it would be like, hey, you have seven new people right now who have downloaded. Well, then I would go to MailerLite and there'd be like two people in there. And then I would check it like, a, I remember spending time looking and looking at the settings and making sure everything was right. And then I checked like a half an hour later and some of those people were now in there. So there seems to be a delay there. Um, but they're going in there, which is good. They're going right in there. And they're going in the new list I created. Um, just looking at some of the stats so far of uh, these books. So there's 136 books in here. And, and it's pretty cool. It'll actually show you how many claim each book has had. So there's like a, you know, the first one lists has 16 claims, 25, 31, 37. Most of them are anywhere between, uh, I don't know, five and 50. There were a couple of them in the fifties. And then there's one book by Craig Price called Way of Thieves. It has 104 claims. I'm not sure why his is so much more than everybody else's, but my book actually has 36 claims, which is above the average, I would say. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, they give you a really nice stats section where they'll show you how many people everybody has brought to it, how many people have clicked, how many people have claimed based on you. So I'm just hitting refresh on it right now. And I have brought, come on, refresh. This this page always takes <laughs> So again, the average, I'm just looking down these numbers, 21, 33, 51, 51, 79, 34, 59, 41. These are the number of um, people that you have brought to the page. Well, mine is at 62. That's a pretty good number considering my email went out this morning and it didn't go out to everybody yet. 
um, because of the split testing. I posted it on Facebook. I think you shared it. The mom shared yeah. it. And people. I told my it. doctor about it uh, Friday. <laughs> right. So, yeah, because that's the one. I would, I would only have 61 if you hadn't done that. Um, so I have 62 pages, which is one of the higher numbers um, I have. But I only have 16 clicks, which is one of the lower numbers. Uh, five click throughs and five claims of my book. I'm not sure if it's my book or everybody. I'm not sure how that works. But there's that thing on here that says prolific works team. And that number is just gigantic compared to everybody else. So I'm not really sure how it's tracking these things, what it means. Um, but I just like seeing numbers and stats. So um, that's where that is. And then based on prolific works, I have 17 subscribers. Um, that That's 17 people that have subscribed. Uh, and that only shows you the people that have opted in. So that's one thing about prolific works that I'm not sure I, how I feel is that when you click on the book, there's actually a checkbox there that says, do you want to opt in? So people could go there. And if 99 of them don't click that box and one does, I only get one new subscriber from it. So I'm, I feel like when they click the book, they're agreeing to opt in. I don't like that yeah. second uh, opt in, but it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm getting subscribers from it. it. It's costing me 20 bucks a month to be a member of them. So after this promo is over, I don't know if I'm going to stay with them or not. Um, you know, story origin is free and book funnel is 150 a year, uh, through the Mark Dawson coupon. I got it for $50 off. It's a hundred, but book funnel gets me a lot more than just the promos. And I'll talk about that in a little while too. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with this prolific works once this, uh, this, this quarter, this promo is up. So that'd be after March. So we'll see how that goes. But so far, I mean, I'm getting subscribers and you know, I'm kind of happy with it. So, yeah. That's a good goal, though, just to get the subscribers. Yeah, absolutely, and that's and I mean those are important. Those are almost more important than sales for the most part right now. Once mm -hmm. I have more books out, I'll obviously want sales, and I do want sales. But getting the subscribers so that when book two comes out, I have people that I can sell direct to. That's even more important yeah. to me. So, so speaking of MailerLite, um, my first email went out this morning now, and I did the split testing thing. Now, I did not know I could do this, and I just happened to click it on Wednesday when I was setting this up thinking, um, well, it'll probably tell me that I have to resubscribe or whatever, but it didn't, it just let me do it. So the way it works is, um, you select split testing and you can split test on your subject line, your email body or something else. I don't remember what the third thing was. Um, and I chose, I was going to do subject line it, but I decided to do it a little bit different. I did it by email body. Um, and the way they do it is they'll send, they'll send 25% of your followers, um, you know, split test a, I don't know what to call it. And they'll send 25% of your followers split test B. And then after some period of time, and you can say whatever you want, I did four hours. So it went out at 8am this morning and then the rest of it will got at noon. What they'll do is they'll send the other 50% of your email list, the one that wins, whatever wins means. I don't know what that means. My oh, guess okay. is whoever has the higher open rate or click rate, or yeah. they'll determine a winner and then the other 50% can go to those people. And you can then look at that and go, okay, which one won? So I did it. What I did was I put a link to my promo and then I put my, the body of my email and the, and let me open it real quick. I probably should have had this open ahead of time, but that's okay. I can open it now. Okay. So I have a, a body of my email section and then I have an announcements section and then I have a, my personal update. And then I have a section called all about books where I just talk about things that are on my Kindle. Um, in the, in the body section of the email, I put, um, uh, 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 I asked, I talked about time travel and then I asked the question, if you could travel through time, where would you go and when would you go and what would you do? 
I mean, I asked like a bunch of questions. Would you do something personal? I really wanted people to email me back with paragraphs of information. And then in the second section, the announcement section, I put the Prolific Works promo link. Well, then in Split Test B, I swapped those two. And I put the Prolific Works promo link first and then the questions second. What I want to do is I want to see, do I get more clicks from the one that's first? Do I get more responses to my question from the one that's first? I just want to analyze that when it comes back and try to decide, okay, if I'm going to do a promo and I want to get clicks... Um, on the emails I'm doing the promo, I'll put that first, but on the rest of them, I'll put the body of my email first because I want people to answer my questions more than anything. So, yeah. so yeah. um, that's out there now and we're going to see how that goes right now. I have 138 people that received the emails. So that means, you know, 69 of them got one side, 69 got the other side. I think that math is right. And then I have a super low open rate though. It's 2.9%, which is really bad. Um, my, my open rate of my previous two emails were 36% and 31%. So I'm also concerned that um, the people that got my email were those 50 or so that I think are spam from back in July. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to use this like normal. I'm going to, I'm going to treat it like normal and not worry about the low open rate. But at some point before I send my next email in two weeks, I'm going to go through and take a look at um, who have gotten emails. For example, there are a lot of people who have gotten eight, nine, 10 emails and have open zero and click zero. And I'm just gonna get rid of those people. I'm not even gonna do a, are you sure you wanna be part of this email list engagement like Tammy Lebrecht said. I'm just gonna kill them off of here because I'm pretty sure they're spam. And then yeah. when the next one goes out in two weeks, I'm gonna do the split testing again and see if those numbers can be higher. I'm also hoping that when the email goes out at noon to the other 50% of the list, that, that open rate jumps up pretty high also. Um, I've gotten no unsubscribes yet. And because the open rate is low, I'm guessing the unsubscribe rate is low, but I guess I'm going to get some unsubscribes. You know, on the email I sent out in December, 31% open, 7% click, which is kind of low, but I got a, I got a 3% unsubscribe rate, which is eight of the 274 I sent it to. And I expect the same thing because it's those freebie seekers who sign up for the promos, they get their free book. And then when you send them an email immediately after that, they immediately unsubscribe. So um, we'll, they don't want to be bothered. Right. One thing that I did notice, though, and I'm going to go into my um, group. The people who subscribed for the Prolific Works demo um, or the Prolific Works promo, uh, you know, they they subscribed. Most of them were on January 1st or some January 3rd, January 4th. Those people are opening and, and clicking the automation sequences, um, which is really cool. I mean, I'm looking at a couple of them right now. There's one person who had four emails sent. They opened three of them. They click three of them. They click three links. I mean, there's people that are actually opening. So I'm pretty happy about, it seems like the people so far that are ending up on my prolific works list um, are actually opening the automation sequences too. They're not, maybe they're not freebie seekers. I don't know. But, yeah. um, so I'm pretty happy about that. Wow, I really rambled there. All right, let's talk about my KU numbers. Remember last week when I said that I had a streak of like a yeah. 18 or 19? Well, the streak ended the next day. And oh, no. it ended hard. Like I've gotten nothing since then. I don't know why. No sales, no reads. I remember. Probably because people don't know which day it is. I hope that's true. Um, it's the holidays. You yeah. Know. Next I week things will be better. I hope you're right. Because I remember uh, when I first joined 20 Books to 50K, over that first year or two, every now and then I would see people write, hey, does anybody else having problems with their Amazon not tracking their page reads? Because mine have dropped or whatever. And I would just be like, no, they're doing it right. Just quit whining and just do it. And now every day when I look at it, I'm like, I wonder if Amazon's messing up my page reads. Yeah. Really. There's got to be a glitch in the system. There has to be. Because I was getting page reads all those days in a row and now nothing. 
So it's fine. I'm, I'm hoping that the pro, so the prolific works demo. People are now getting my free book, and I added the first four and a half chapters to that book. And this is the first promo where that exists. So I'm hoping over the next few weeks those numbers pick up based on those people reading the book, getting to the end, yeah. reading the first four and a half chapters, and going, okay, I got to go read the rest of this. And it's on KU, yeah. so they can. It's you know they're already a subscriber. They can do it for free. You know, air quotes free. That's my second set of air quotes in this podcast just so you know if you're keeping track of <laughs> speaking of stats um i have um i have little tick marks here every time i see them so. good it's good to know okay good at the end of the podcast maybe you can t- let people know how many um <laughs> okay so what do we got here on the outline okay so oh oh my book cover that's right so so i signed up back in december after we came back from after i came back from um 20 books in november I immediately started looking for somebody to do my second book cover. So I grabbed a bunch of cards from people there and I emailed a few people and I ended up signing up for one. And wow, I don't have the name of the company. Wait, it's right here. It is called The Cover Counts, thecovercounts.com. I ended up signing up through them and I exchanged emails with um, Renee, who I believe is probably the person who does the covers. I don't know if it's multiple people or just one, but that's I talked to someone named Renee, who's also part of 20 Books. And... Um, she, we emailed back and forth a few times. I eventually signed up. I prepaid $100 to hold my spot for January this month to get my second book cover done. So hopefully it's done at some point this month. And then the scary stuff happens because I'm going to do this. Once that cover Uh-oh. is finished, oh yeah. Once that cover is finished, I am going to set up a pre-order for May 5th for the book that I'm talking about right now and struggling with right now and worried about the story and the plot. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. Didn't we have conversations in the past about um, your lack of ability to follow through with your time frames? Oh, I'm sure we've had those conversations, yes. So you would set goals for yourself and then you never meet the goals. Mm -hmm. I've had those conversations with people at work about my work projects too. Yeah, apparently that's a thing. Okay. So now I'm going to give myself a hard deadline where there's a punishment if you don't meet it. Amazon will let you move your date one time, and if you have to move it again or you miss it again, you're no longer allowed to do pre-orders. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say they wouldn't let you eat carbs, but okay. <laughs> Those are, that's even worse. Um, so here's where it gets even funnier. I'm going to start looking at my cover for book three because I already have it written. I know what the plot is. And then when that cover comes through... I'm putting a pre-order up for October 6, 2020. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because here's the thing, what I want. I want people to – I don't want people to forget who I am. The people that read this book back in July, I mean, cool, on May 5th, they'll be able to read the second one. And I was hoping maybe yeah. that the um, – that the the uh, what do you call it? The, the novella prequel would, like, keep, that, keep me in their heads for a while. But they don't – People, there's tons of books out there people read, and they read my book, and then six months later or eight months later, when it's time to read another one, they've read a thousand books that aren't my name since then. So, yeah, at least this will give them the ability to go in and pay for it. Um, if they're not KU people, I guess I don't know how it works. If you're a K per, KU person, if you pre-order it, does it automatically download to your phone or your device on the day that it's released because you pre-ordered it? I'm not sure how that works. Out yes. It does. Oh, it does. It does. Okay, that's good. You know that? Yeah, because I pre-order Janet Ivanovich books every year. Um, but you're not, you're not Kindle Unlimited. No. I'm talking about people that are Kindle Unlimited who, who don't have to pay for it, but can they go in and click oh. the button that says, okay, 
I've ordered this. There's number three air quotes. I've ordered this. Um, and, and, um, the day- I would assume I could, I would assume so, because if you order a book just for your Kindle, just regularly, you pre-order a book on that day, like at midnight on that day, it shows up on my Kindle. So I don't see why Kindle Unlimited would be any different. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And so I'm, I'm hoping that by doing this, it will allow people to go ahead and order them. The minute they finish book one, they can go, oh, book two will be available this day. Book three will be available this day. I'm going to order them so that I have them when they're done. Yeah. And I used to do that when I was reading the I Am Number Four series. As soon as I saw a pre-order for the next one, I would immediately order it. And because it was traditionally published, it was more expensive than a, a, a indie book, mm-hmm. but I still did it anyway. And then on the day that it was written, in fact, I knew in my head what days they were. It was always the second week of September or whatever, or August, or the third week of August, whatever it was back then. So I'm hoping that maybe this same thing can happen um, with my book as a way to, you know, and then maybe on that day that the, that it comes out, my ranking will jump up and that'll help. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping that this, this helps a lot. So, yeah. all right. So that, that happened. Um, that's going to happen. And that gives me plenty of time to get both novels done by the end of the year, which is what I want. And I also want to do those two novellas. That'll give me like three months to do those novellas, four months to do those novellas. And they're only going to be a hundred pages, you know, 25,000 words at the most. Yeah. So I can get those done pretty quick. So I'm still planning to have four books by the end of this year, four more. Um, and that would give me six total books in the series, three novels. And then the novella, one of the novella prequel trilogies will be finished. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited about that. I don't know what to do with those though. You know, if, let's say I do the next novella in November, whenever I do it. Um, I can't really give it away for free because it's the second book of the trilogy. So I don't know if I want to give that away for free. I, I guess I don't know how that would work. So I'll have to deal with that once I get closer to that. So um, let's see. What else did I do? Okay, so I added four new ads to my list of ads, and these were all dystopian related. Um, I'm still getting clicks, but no sales. So last Sunday, I looked at it again. I had like 46 clicks, but only one sale, which is really bad. So um, back in October, Brian Meeks had posted something in his um, Ads for Authors group that I've been a member of for a couple years now, where he said, hey, listen, for 120 bucks, I will rewrite your blurb for you. 120 bucks seems a bit expensive to me, um, but I was kind of not liking the one sale in 46 clicks. And, and then the next thing that somebody looks at when they click to your book is they read your book. They look at your cover and they read your blurb. Mm-hmm. I think my cover's pretty good. I don't know. I like it. Um, so I have to figure out what's wrong with the blurb. So I, I, I added myself to the list on last Sunday and uh, on this past Friday, two days ago, he responded to me and said, okay, I'm ready to look at your blurb. And he asked me a bunch of questions about the plot. And he looked at the reviews that I had written so f- that people had written for me so far. Um, he looked at the blurb that I had written. Uh, the blurb I had written was, help, I, you know, Brian Cohen back in 2017 helped me write that. And then I made a bunch of changes after seeing Brian Meeks in, in Vegas in November and, and uploaded them. And still nothing. Still no clicks, but no sales. So on Friday, he got a hold of me, asked me all those questions. And then about an hour later, he sent me an email and said, or he's in Facebook chat. He said, here you go. Here's my new one. Um, what do you think? And you had actually written, I had sent to you mm-hmm. and you had said that you thought it looked a little bit too romancy at the beginning. Just the first, the very first line made it seem like it was going to be more of a romantic plot than a time travel dystopian Right. And I agreed with you on that. So I went back to him. In fact, let me just read it real quick here. Um, The first three lines are what you can see. So here's where I was okay with it. After I read what he wrote, I was okay with it because you're right. He wrote, he wrote the first line, Peter has a crush at work. 
ellipses, and I love ellipses. And then the next sentence starts with ellipses, and she's way out of his league. Well, that definitely sounds like a romance type book. Yeah, that's how I would start one of my books. Right. And the third line, though, is if he could only time travel and change his fate. Now, that takes it into science fiction. And those are the three lines you can see on Amazon before you have to click the read more button. So the hope But even if I read that, I would still think that it was some time travel romance. The romance is such a small part of your book. Hmm. I got That's just my opinion. Yeah, I like it. I actually like it. I like how he, he shifted over. But I did I did in Facebook, I did send send him a message that said, Hey, um, do you think this is too romancy? And he said, Yes, go with it and see what happens. All right. Because it is different. Mine was dark. He also said that my plot points didn't. Um, so I had a paragraph and then a sentence and then a paragraph, which is exactly what he said to do. But he said that the, the, the sentences that were connecting my paragraphs together just weren't working right. So again, he rewrote them. It's his, his blurb is more of a story than mine. Mine was like plot point sentence, plot point sentence. So I want to now, so I updated, updated that on Friday, Friday night. It went up yesterday. Um, and I'm curious to see what happens. I'm, I'm really curious to see if it, things change. And he told me, he said, uh, Saturday, which was yesterday, that's day zero. He says, run with it 30 days and see what happens. See if anything mm-hmm. changes. So that's what we're going to do. Um, the spreadsheet that I created last night that was gone was a way for me to track it every day by just pasting um, every, every night around 10, 1030, I would go in, uh, do these stats for the ads and then paste them in and it would give me a running total of what, how things looked from day to day. So, um, that is what I'm planning on doing. And I'm going to run it until like February 4th and I'm going to get back with him and just say, here are the stats. What do you think? And you know, maybe for that 120, he goes in and looks at it again. That's kind of what I'm hoping. So, yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's no promise there that says he makes a change and now you're a millionaire. Um, He's taken a ton of copywriting classes. He basically says, this is what I think it should be. Let's see what happens next. So, yeah. um, Okay. So that happened. Um, Oh, I want to update. Oh, and this is, we're already at 45 minutes and you're yawning right now. Um, So (laughs) this is going to be a long podcast because I have a, I always, I never think I have any news and then I always have a bunch of news. So um, you'll, you'll be able to talk in a little while. Don't, you don't need to fall asleep on me. Should I just go lay down and wait for you to give me the sign? Yeah, there's a bed <laughs> right behind you. I'm surprised you haven't. Um, okay, so last week I talked about wanting to record my own audiobook. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who would say that's a stupid idea. You've had no training. And that's probably true. So a couple things have come out on podcasts the last couple weeks, though, that make me think I want to do this. Um, the Six Figure Podcast uh, with Lindsay Baroker and Joe Lalo, and I always forget her name because I'm still learning about her. Um, uh, I should have had it ready, and I apologize. I don't have it. Um, they interviewed the founder of BookFunnel, Damon Courtney, and one of the things he talked about with BookFunnel, this is what I was saying earlier when I said there's a lot more to BookFunnel than just doing promos. Well, this is something new for them where you can actually distribute MP3s. So. Um, I, I listened to it. I heard it. I was over Christmas. I'm sure I was at work or I was driving and I heard it and it was fine. Um, oh, I remember I was driving on my way to Chick-fil-A on a Saturday morning listening to that podcast. I remember. So then yesterday, Paul Teague came out with his super mega um, update. I think this was like three hours long. I love long podcasts, so I was very happy about it. But he mentioned that podcast with Lindsay Broker and Damon Courtney, and he mentioned the MP3 thing, and I connected it to the fact that I want to create my own audiobook. So I think what I'm going to do is... I'm going to record the first, the prologue and the first chapter 
Uh, I'm gonna again. I'm not gonna do this over the you know over the next day. I'm gonna rush to do it. It's gonna take me a couple weeks. So I'm gonna do it line by line and make sure that it's okay. And then I'm gonna put it up there on BookFunnel and I'm gonna send an email out in one of my newsletters and I'm gonna say, hey, can you guys download this and just listen to it and let me know if it's something that you would be okay listening to. Not would you buy it? Not I, I, how does it sound quality wise? Is it? Do you think it's not even up to par with audio books that are out there? Just is it listenable is what I want. So uh, that's something I'm going to do over the next few weeks. And I think today I'm going to record the prologue because it's only 500 words and it's really easy to do. So that is a, a, an audiobook update. Um, I'm going to go now to my trailer. Remember last week I said I ordered a video trailer. Yes. And I can't wait to see this. Well, it's finished. It literally got finished five minutes before we started. Um, okay. he, sent it, he sent it back to me on Friday and said, actually he sent it back to me on Thursday. No, Friday. He sent it back to me on Friday. Said, what do you think? I hated it. I thought it was terrible. It's a sequence of videos and images with text over them, which by the way, is exactly what I knew it would be because mm -hmm. all of his demos were that. But the words that he used were basically exact copies of the sentences I typed to him when I gave him my plot, which by the way, makes sense because he's never read the book. Right. But when I wrote it to him, I wasn't thinking he's going to use these. I thought he would take what I wrote and then somehow reconfigure it into a plot that made sense. And he didn't. So I wrote to him and said, hey, this is cool, except I hate a lot of the text. Can I give you text changes? He said, yeah, tell me what you want, which is awesome. So I went through it yet last night and I went through and there were probably about, I don't know, 20 different slides that had text. And then the end of it is my book cover and it's available on Amazon. It's all, it's, I love the way it ends. A lot of the slides are pretty good. In fact, most of the slides were good. The video and images were good, but the text was bad. So I went through it and I wrote him a large, long email that said, okay, for this one, change this text to this. For this one, change this. A couple of them I said, delete the slides completely. They, they don't need to be there. Don't worry about, you know, it, it says in his, his post or his, the way he priced it, I promised you a 90 second ad. And I wrote back and said, I don't care about 90 seconds. If it's 80 seconds, that's fine. 75, that's yeah. fine. I don't care. Get rid of these. Just two. make it good. Yeah, make it good. These don't make sense. So he, so he, I wrote a bunch of stuff back to him last night. He sent it back to me this morning. I went through it. Everything's great except one slide where he had a question, but will he succeed? He wrote, but he will succeed, question mark. So I wrote back to him and said, can you change these two words around? I got it back right before we started, and it's really cool. I downloaded it before we started. I'm going to put it on YouTube when we're done. I'm going to put it on my website today. Nice. And then I have to decide, do I want to do a Facebook post like you did? Do I want to boost this video? Because a lot of the stuff that I heard about Facebook over the last year or so listening to podcasts, Facebook likes video. They like to show video. Yeah. So I think I might do this. I might boost it. Even with all the negativity you got, you still got a lot more positivity than negativity, right? Oh, I got way more positivity than negativity for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I might do this. My, my issue is I went to a post I made a couple of days ago where I advertised this prolific works promo. I can't figure out how to boost a post. Okay. So I don't know if you can do it just on your personal site. I have my author like business page and every post that I do, Facebook asks me if I want to boost it. Uh, you might be right about that. Cause I remember seeing something now when I was reading about Facebook, I remember seeing something that said in order to boost a post, you have to have a business account or something like yeah. that. I mean, yeah. because I don't have an author page, I just have my personal page. Right. Oh man. I think you need to create an author page. I don't want to do that. Here's why I don't want to create an author page. I don't want to have to moderate a bunch of people and I don't want to have to ban people for being jerks and I don't want to have to censor people and tell them you can't talk about that on my page. It's don't get me wrong. 
I'm okay with it in terms of like, if I was to create a page, that's how I would run it. I just don't want to create that page. Well, I don't think that you would have to put anything on there about, you can't talk about that on my page. Really, you're, you can, people can talk about whatever you want. And as far as like um, banning people, it's literally two clicks. It's not something that it's going to be a full-time job. No, I don't even want to have to do it. Like, I would want like everybody that joined my author page, I just want them to be nice people. I don't want them to be jerks. I've never, talk about politics the only jerks I have are when I boosted that post, and there were only 12 of them so out what, of hundreds. So are you going to talk about that later? Is that in your outline to talk about? I talked about, about that last week. Okay, no, I was going to say, like, we heard, you know, Paul Teague, what he said yesterday, because he talked about us yesterday. Yeah. What did you think about what he said? I thought it was interesting that he had mostly male negativity. He said there was one female, but the majority of any negativity he gets comes from men. And it was also interesting that he pointed out and that, that he caught it, I guess. Um, my keywords, you know, I put Hallmark channel and romance and, and, you know, things of that nature for the ad to go to. And so if these men weren't interested in my book or my post, why do they have that in their interests? You know, so that was that was pretty interesting. Yeah, so I guess I just wrote down Facebook author page. I guess if I want to do that, and I wonder if if it I gets to, your name out there. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't you don't want to take the time to do it, but it definitely gets your name out there. And I get I get some you know likes, pay you know post likes, and and um, I think I have two hundred and seventy four people that like my page. Hmm. That's a lot. That's um, more newsletter subscribers. That's the same amount of newsletter subscribers that I have. Yeah. Now, not all of them have subscribed to my newsletter, but people are seeing my name. And I use I use hashtags to um, get more people. More on Instagram and Twitter than on Facebook. But I think it does help a little bit on Facebook. Yeah, but if you if they like your page, if you post something, I assume they see it. They do, yeah. Okay. I guess maybe I'll create one. Cause and I don't know what the algorithms are either. So I just got a, I just got a message from Facebook yesterday that said, you know, post something to your author page. We haven't heard from you in a while. If you want people to continue seeing your post, keep posting. So I, I made a post. Um, oh yeah. Remember I told you last week, you made your post twice. Yeah. But I couldn't remember. I wrote down Tuesday and Friday but I didn't know what day it was most of the time because Keenan's home from school and there's no schedule at all. So I'll have to do the whole Tuesday, Friday thing this week, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, but I, I, so that's interesting that they sent you a message that said that. So they must, they must show your posts to your, so I, I've heard people complain in the past about how Facebook changes around and you don't always, yeah. how many times have you gone to Facebook, saw a post and then an hour later thought, Oh, I want to see that post again. And it's gone. And it's, oh, all the time. Yeah. And actually, you posted your prolific works, whatever day that was, Wednesday, was it? Yeah. And when I was sitting at the doctor in the in the pharmacy area on Friday, I saw where mom had shared it. I didn't even see your post. So that's when I went back and shared it then. Um, I didn't even know it was there. I would have shared it that same day. All right. So I guess I'm going to have to create a Facebook author page. I know people talk about how good Facebook ads work also. So I, I guess if I'm going to do those things, I'm probably going to have to create those pages. Ah, I really hate the idea of a Facebook. I mean, I don't really do much with social media and my book. I post on my personal page just for my friends and some of the people that I have who are readers who, who um, are friends with me. 
I, I tweet every now and then. I don't really get. I don't really use Instagram. It's a pain. Um, so I don't really do much with social media in terms of my book. Um, yeah. I rely on it more as a newsletter thing than anything, or using my newsletter more than anything. But if you have 274 likes, I mean, if I go to MailerLite right now, I've been working at MailerLite for a long time. I mean, I have 276 subscribers, and I'm pretty sure 40 to 50 of them are spam. So, well, I just, I just think that getting my so like I think about um, you know military friends that I've had over the last 20 years. And if they're not on Facebook, I've basically lost contact with them. These are people that I hung out with all the time, you know, back when we lived at Fort Bragg or when we lived at Fort Huachuca. Um, and I've lost track of them. And in my head, all I can think about is how can they see my name as an author? How do I get to those people? You know, so like I can use my my mail or light subscriber list, but how do I tell people about that? And that's social media, you know, share, we have friends of friends of friends, you know, and if people just keep sharing, then my name is going to be seen by more people. You know, there's, there's one girl that I was friends with in in, uh, Fort Bragg. Her name is Amy. I haven't talked to Amy in probably 15 years. How can Amy see my name as an author? My, my mailing list isn't going to do anything because she doesn't know that I have a mailing list. Are you Facebook friends with her? No, she's not on Facebook. So I don't. The, so, so does the Facebook so, group help? The author group help? In that I think case? it does because we, you know, the the military is a small community, and so we might have, you know, I might be three degrees from Amy right now. So a friend sees my name as an author and tells their friend and tells their friend and give us to Amy and Amy's like, Oh, I know that person. Let me look her up. So, I mean, it's, it's the whole like uh, a trail of friends. Yeah. The six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I use social media to try to get my name out there. I don't care if people, you know, necessarily sign up for my newsletter, see my name, see what I'm about. And how many, how many newsletter subscribers did you say you have? 74. Yeah, I think. And I don't have a book out yet. Yeah, I think it, it, wherever, when I was in your air, you know, spot of writing where I didn't even have the, that draft done with the mom, I mean, I barely had more than like 20 or 25. So, yeah. So maybe you're onto something there. You also have more friends than me, but may, maybe we're onto something there. <laughs> um, well, as you know, not all of our friends are interested in our writing. So I don't know if it comes down to how many friends we have. Yeah. So, okay. So I guess in the next two weeks, I'll have to figure out how to create a Facebook author page. Yuck. All right. I'm going to have to use social media. I like Twitter because I can mute words and I never see anything that has to do with the news or politics yeah. or any of that stuff on my Twitter. I love Twitter. I've completely figured out, a lot of people complain about Twitter. I've completely figured out how to use Twitter the best way where I've muted all the stuff I don't want to hear. I follow just the people I want to follow. I block most people's retweets. So that they don't have to, if they retweet something about something I don't care about, I don't see it. I've also figured out there's a a Chrome extension you can create that will also block Twitter from showing you this person liked this tweet because for whatever reason, Twitter started showing me all of the different tweets that people liked. And I don't care to see that either. So I have to go to Twitter and I always have to refresh the page. So when I go to Twitter, I just hit F5 on my keyboard. It refreshes the page. And now all those are gone too. And now I just see what I want to see. It can, it can. Just yeah. to allow me to bury my head in the sand, which is kind of how I live my life. And um, oh, that's why I'm always happy. And um, <laughs> I don't see the news. Um, my, my favorite story is 
I went over to the mom's house um, last Christmas, 2018, and I walked in there and I said something and she said, well, that's probably because the government is shut down. And I went, the government is shut down? And she said, yeah, they've been shut down for 16 days. I had no idea. And um, yeah. so, so maybe if I can do that, maybe there's a way I can figure out how to do that with Facebook over time, create the Facebook author page, and then just work at it until it's where I want it to be. Then, you know, I'm kind of disappointed that I can't boost that post until I create it. Um, so I guess I'll have to create it. Maybe today I'll create it. I have a list of things I want to do. Now. Yeah, I, I think I stumbled upon how to create it. So I don't, I couldn't like sit and give you instructions, but you're way smarter than me when it comes to tech. So I'm sure you can figure it out. Well, it was really funny because I remember you texting me saying, Hey, Facebook just asked me if I wanted to boost this post. What does that mean? And then you yeah. did it. And now you got all that, that positive and a little bit of negative, but positive feedback. Um, yeah, I think when I ended, and I don't have my ending stats with me, um, it wasn't too much more than what I said on the podcast, because we recorded last week's podcast about, it was between like 10 and 11.15 or 10.30 and 11.45 or something like that. And um, that ended at noon. So the stats that I gave on that didn't change that much. But I think I ended up with positive to negative, I figured out was 42 to 1. So 42 positive to one negative. Yeah, on the podcast, it was 38 to one. So it actually went up before yeah. it ended. So that's good. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you, the people that were negative, did you do? Did you block them? Did you do anything with them? I just deleted their comments. If they, You can't block someone unless they like your post. Like People can leave comments all day long. All you can do is delete them. If they like your page, then you can go in and block them. I blocked, I blocked one person who liked the page. And that's the person who took the time to leave me 15 disgusting memes, not just one. Um, so. I remember there was a, a Facebook ad that people were talking about maybe a year or two ago that, that just got thousands and thousands of likes and comments. And it was because he started out with something, his opening line, his hook was something like, would you, you know, kill your wife to save your daughter? Something like that. And like, oh, gee. Every, I mean, it's probably still running somewhere, but that, that thing, I think that one ad like made that, that guy so much money. I forget who it was, <laughs> man. I really wish I could remember who it was. Um, yeah. the name in my mind, and this, this could be completely wrong, but the name in my mind is Adam Nichols because I know Paul Teague worked with him and I feel like Paul Teague has talked about his stuff and I could be completely wrong there. I probably shouldn't even have said that name out loud in case it's wrong. But um, yeah, so I would love to be able to have something like that where you just happen to stumble upon the right combination that all of a sudden everybody reacts to in some way, whether positive or negative. But obviously you want more positive than negative. So Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to put the trailer, the book trailer, to get back to that. I'm going to put the book trailer on my website today. I'm going to get it on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel that I just keep private, but I'm going to get it on YouTube and then link to it on my website um, so if you get a chance, go to my website, maybe tomorrow or later this afternoon, after, maybe after you listen to this and you can watch the, the video trailer. I got, it, the, the, it was $63. It was one of the more expensive ones on Fiverr where I got it done, but um, they had three levels, 20, 40, 60. And I went with the $60 one because I wanted to be able to, I think the $60 one had the ability for you to do um, revisions where you could suggest revisions. And now I'm glad I did that because I made two revisions and I made two different times. I asked him for revisions. He did them really fast. And I really like the way the video came out. The, the sound is good. There's a shot at the end where um, the, the good guy walks into this cloud of smoke. And then, I'm sorry, the bad guy walks into this cloud of smoke. And then the two good guys walk out of it in the next scene. And then my book trailer comes up next. And I really love how that, that looks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. 
And just to give a couple of personal updates on the weight loss, I started the weight loss again this this year. I started the year at 198.6. That was on Sunday morning last week. And this morning I weighed in at 196.4. So that's 2.2 pounds, which is good. Um, not bad considering I was at 195.0 yesterday, but I did have a fun little eating day yesterday. Um, <laughs> I used my treadmill three different times in the six days that I've been doing this. And I'm going to try to get to the point where I'm using it four or five days. The holidays kind of messed that up a little bit. But what I want to start doing is after work on days where I don't work late because of uh, the yoga on Mondays or bowling on Wednesdays or writer's club on Thursdays, I want to come home and use a treadmill for about an hour or so. And I did that a few days this week and it seemed to work. Um, debt, debt repayment update real quick. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with my TV. Um, I end up subscribing to Sling. It's $75 a month. It gives me Red Zone which is why I picked Sling. Uh, it gave me about 40 channels. And I did this last week, last weekend. And throughout the week, I barely watched it, which is... So <laughs> it's possible I'm going to cancel the Sling, cancel my DirecTV, um, and just go with the Spectrum one I have, which is local channels and 10 a la carte channels. And I have like Comedy Central and Hallmark, the channels I like. And that's 25 bucks a month, and that's it. And, uh, and then once football starts up again in September, maybe I'll go back to Sling so I can get Red Zone. We'll see. I called SiriusXM, so they were ripping me off for a while. Um, I was paying like $83 a month. I'm sorry, $83 a wow. no, not a month, a quarter, which was like oh. $30 a month, $25 a month, somewhere in there. I called them up on Sunday and said, hey, this is terrible. Do you guys have any deals? And he said, no, we don't have any deals. I'm like, well, just cancel me. Take me to a place where I can be canceled and cancel me. I don't want to cancel SiriusXM. I like them. And I went back and said, so they sent me to the cancellation department. And once you get there, they will try to talk you into keeping it. So he ended up offering yeah. me 99 bucks for the year for everything that I have now. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. That's fine. Um, but you got to watch it with them because it's $99 is what he offered me. But then he said, okay, your total for the year is going to be 116. And that's with the $16 credit. And I went, wait, 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 wait. I go, you just offered me $99 and you gave me a $16 credit for the rest of my current subscription. How do we go to 119 or no, 111? How do we go to 111? He goes, well, it also includes the royalty payment that we have to make the music royalty payments of 20 or some odd dollars. And I go, why isn't that part of your $99 then? Yeah, when, take I, that off with the when I look at the website and I see $21 a month for something, it doesn't even include whatever it is you just upselled me on or whatever you want to call it. He goes, no, you know, for marketing and things like that. And I go, dude, you can call it. You say whatever words you want. That's just creepy. Yeah. No, shady, whatever I word I use. He started laughing. He's like, I know, but that's just the way we have to do it. So, so it ended up costing me $111 for the year. Um, which I'm, I'm happy with because I, I like SiriusXM. I listen to their music channels. I listen to the fantasy sports channel. But for $83 a quarter, you know, I can deal with Amazon Prime Music and podcasts and be just fine. But because it was $111, I took it. I'm happy with it. So, so that's where the debt repayment plan is for now in terms of just some of the little things I'm trying to get rid of. And that an hour and six minutes in is all of my news. I'm sorry, Adrian, that you're going to have to keep listening. You have to listen on your way home to hear Lindsay's news. <laughs> about to start talking now. I don't have nearly as much news. Um, my newsletter went out on Monday um, announcing the cover. It went out to 70 subscribers. I have a 71.43% um, open rate. My question is, how long should I wait to put it up on my website? We talked about this a little bit last week. You said just wait a, f a few days. Um, I mentioned it to Caro, who did our website, and she suggested a few weeks. Um, I want to make sure my subscribers feel like they got something, you know, that they're in the know. 
um, I don't want to, I don't want them to feel like, well, what's the point of subscribing when I'm just going to find out a couple days later, you know? So I really don't know how long should I wait? So that's my question to our listeners. Um, how long should I wait before I post it on my website? So uh, do you want me to, I can, I can give you my suggestion. And well, I know you I, said a few days and that was wrong. Yeah. And I said a few days. And that, uh, I think after rethinking this a little bit, and I mean, I just thought of it for like 15 seconds just now, maybe uh, um, in two weeks, maybe you send another email out to your subscribers and say, by the way, if you didn't get a chance to see this, here it is. And then maybe you wait a week or two after that before you put it on the website. Yeah, I could do that. I don't know. Uh, listeners out there, tell me what you think. Email me, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. Um, what have you done? What worked for you? If you're not an author and you're a reader, if you subscribe to somebody's list, what, what's your opinion on that? Let me know. I want to know. Um, my only other bit of news is I was thinking about, so I wrote the um, prequel and it's really rough and it's, it's in the, still in the editing phase. Um, but I like my prologue better. And so I wonder, should I put my prologue out as a reader magnet and then put the prequel out later, maybe after, you know, six months after book one is out, like, hey, if you want to go back and and then I can sell the prequel, but use the prologue as a reader magnet. That's my other question, not news, question. We need a question section. I have too many questions. Yeah, we do. You're probably right. Um, I don't know what I would do in your case. I don't like the idea of putting out just part of something though. That's the only thing I don't like. Tanya Lebrecht didn't like that either. Um, about putting, cause then people read it and they're like, Oh wait, I have to pay to see how this ends. Like, well, the, it ends with a question. Like my prologue ends with a question. Yeah. Um, I, maybe if you were to put it out there, you would put it out a different way and not say, Hey, here's a free maybe put it out the same way that I'm talking about doing these MP3s where I put it out there. I mean, Hey, what do you people think of this? Yeah. You, know, you could be like, Hey, I'm a new writer. What do you think of this pro? You know, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So again, any listeners out there with expertise or not even expertise opinions is fine. <laughs> Let me know. Um, Cause I'm, I want to do this the right way. And, there, and there's so many routes that you can take and I've never done it before. So I don't know what works. So I need some, I need some help people. Um, as far as this week goes, I teach, uh, four to seven tomorrow morning. Um, Kian is still off school tomorrow. Mom and dad will be here. So I'm not sure what the day is going to look like. Uh, mom said that she's going to bring her computer. So hopefully she'll get back to it. Um, but I, like I said before, I feel like I need to work on her edits before I move forward with my revising. Um, I can change words, but I just don't feel like I'm improving it at all. Um, in the evening, Kian has Boy Scouts. Uh, Tuesday, I have four classes between four and seven. Um, hope to work on mom's edits. Kian has basketball practice. Wednesday, I have four classes between four and 6.30. Again, work on edits. Thursday, I have five classes between four and seven. Um, I'd like to work on edits. Kian has running club after school, so that gives me about 30 minutes or so extra uh, before he gets home. Uh, Friday, I have four classes between three and seven. I'll probably take a nap because I have to get up at 2.30 a.m. and then hopefully work on edits. Uh, Saturday, Kean has a basketball game, um, which I'm excited about because mom and dad will be here and they'll get to see him play, um, work on edits. Uh, yeah, everything's kind of up in the air with mom and dad here, but I, I really hope to get a lot done on the book. Um, Sunday podcast, laundry, uh, mom and dad leave. They'll probably leave at like 4 a.m. because um, it's a long drive and I know they like to get home before bedtime. 
So really that's, that's what my week looks like. So mine is back to normal kind of where I'm back to a five day work week for the first time. And I don't know how long. And, um, so Monday I'll have my two hour lunch where I'll get to write Tuesday. I'll have a, a 90 minute lunch. We don't really, we don't have anything scheduled in terms of we just play games once a week, me, Jeff, Connor, and Caitlin and Caitlin moved away. So we only have three people right now. We have an idea of who our fourth can be. So I'll probably get back into the habit of having um, a, a, a one day a week where we play games. And because we're out of the holidays, it'll probably be the same day every week and probably be Tuesday. That's what we were doing before. Um, but, but this week, there's no, unless something comes up, there's nothing. So I'll have my normal lunch on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I'm not bowling. So I'll have my 90-minute lunch, and then I'll be home at my normal time. Uh, Thursday, I'm back to yoga on, on in, at lunch. I won't have any time to write. And then I have my writer's club in the evening that week. So it's the second week of the month. Uh, we always have our writer's club. I'd like to do it twice a month. I keep bringing that up. But for some reason, they don't seem like it would be a good idea. And I would love to be able to do it twice a month. Um, but I think I'm also the most prolific writer in that group. I write the most and I write the same thing. Like I'm not jumping around. I'm not just bringing stuff in. I probably write the most words. Although I know uh, Michaela is working on hers too. So, so she's doing uh, pretty well with hers and her story is really fun. I really like it a lot. Um, and I hope I was there, you know, in December we had the horror story, the first chapter of the horror story. I hope to hear more of that. Yeah. I think he said he was going to revise it and reread it. So I really hope to hear more of that. Um, we had Kim with her, the, the memoir air quotes that she's writing, which it's based on real life. And, and it, the chapter that she read last month was really good. So I'm hoping to hear more of that. Um, so yeah, that should be fun this week. I didn't read anything last month and we ran out of time. So I'm hoping that, you know, we don't run out of time on everybody else. Cause I'm going to read my first chapter of this second book in there. Um, mm-hmm. Friday I'll have my lunch. I didn't go to Moe's this past Friday. Like I normally do because I didn't feel like I was ready to, to eat Moe's and then lose two pounds the next day. But I ended up going to <laughs> that would never happen. What's that? <laughs> that would never happen. That's, no, but that's what happened. When I did this last year, what happened? What was happening was I would eat really well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I would exercise every day, and it felt like. And then I would go to Moe's on Friday, and I would get up, and I'm, I would lose two pounds from the previous day. And I think it's because Moe's was such a bad meal that was kicking my metabolism into gear. And then I would, uh, I would have a healthy dinner, and then overnight my metabolism, I would just lose a bunch. So I was going to do that again this week, but I didn't do it because I didn't, I didn't feel like I was ready yet. And I ended up going to Buffalo Wild Wings and eating a a buffalo chicken sandwich and fries. So it's not like, yeah, exactly. That's the look that you should give me. Yeah. Um, so, and I, um, my weight, I think from Friday to Saturday stayed the same, which was weird. Um, anyway, so it's, it's just like looking at your sales and your ads. You shouldn't do it every day. That's just stupid because you start to, wonder, you should just do it like Sunday morning, Yeah, every Sunday morning. Yeah. Cause then you start to wonder like, wait, what did I do yesterday that, well, you didn't do anything. Here, I'll give you an example. My, my, um, I'm loading up my uh, rankings. So my book tailed off big time this week. I had no page reads starting Monday. So on January 1st, my rank was way down at 437,000 because I had no page reads. But then on um, January 2nd, which was Thursday, I jumped all the way up to 160,000. Wow. I have no idea how because I had no page reads. But I think it had to do with the page reads I got on Saturday and Sunday, which were huge numbers. Yeah. You know, checking your weight is, is, it's the same thing. It's just silly, but I'm going to keep doing it. Cause that's what I do. I like to torture myself. Apparently. 
Um, Saturday, I'll go to Chick-fil-A in the morning. Um, and then who knows during the day, during the week. And then Sunday, we'll do the podcast. Then again, who knows what I do. Um, other things are happening in my life right now, so I could end up having plans. And um, I guess that's my week. If you have any questions, do you have anything else? No, well, you used air quotes four times, and I think that if you keep that up, we could turn this into a drinking game. Oh, I'd love to turn this podcast into a drinking game. That would be fun. Are, yeah, because I'm sure there are things. I don't drink. Oh, well. I have a cherry Coke in front of me right now. Diet cherry Coke. Oh, my. Yeah, so that's disappointing. I guess I just brought us on a down note, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I'm really disappointed. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see how your air quoting goes in the next few weeks. Although... If we turn this into a drinking game and then I do my news segments to take 45 minutes, by the time it gets to your turn to do news, you could be plastered. I probably would be plastered because I'm a lightweight. Yeah. And this is okay. And, and I say a lot of things over and over again, I'm sure. So, all right. So <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, you can find me Jerry at Jerry Um, my website is jerryevanoff.com. Like I said, get, if you get a chance, go there, look at the, um, video for my, my book trailer that I got. Um, I don't think I'm going to do anything with it where I use it for promotions. Although if I do a Facebook author page today, maybe I'll, I'll work on getting that so that I can boost that thing. I know Facebook loves video. Find me on Twitter. Just search my name, Twitter, Facebook, and, um, Instagram. Just search Jerry Evanoff and, and you'll find it. And if you want to be my friend on Snapchat, um, search it's Jugdish1925. Um, maybe if you search my name, you can find it there too. I have no idea. Uh, you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. You can email me, lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. Facebook is facebook.com slash author. Instagram at author, And Twitter, evanofflindsay. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the New Author Podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.